Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. It's another point on the board and another step in the right direction to the playoffs, but could it have been more? This after the controversy surrounding the penalty Sunderland got. Yeah, uh, I don't think any of us have convinced it was a penalty. They think the ref was convinced it was a penalty, but today we'll discuss that in a little bit more detail. And uh, looking ahead to, you know, the, the big one, the next game. Obviously, it's an international break coming up, but... It is, a, it is a big one in a couple of weeks. Uh, no Bataro with us tonight. So we've got Steve, who's uh, been stepping in in the last few weeks and, and days with me. Uh, evening, lads. How are we? Uh, very well. Thank you very much. Do you know what helps if I put Steve's, Steve's mic up? There you go, mate. How are you, Steve? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. You, you might be better off having it on mute. You don't want to hear something like that. <laughs> um, I feel after... Oh, it's good to be back, by the way. I've yeah, been, it's nice I've to have I've been off, off it for a couple of weeks. But um, now, look, I feel after Saturday... I was very gutted after the result and uh, I feel like a lot of Luton fans will be. So what about you guys? How are you feeling after that, that draw on Saturday? Well, to be fair, I was, I was proud that we got the point, but we deserved all three. I just felt I was fuming. I've been fuming all week, weekend uh, about it. And uh, yeah, sort of, you, you can look back at that. I know we're going to talk about detail, but you can look back at that incident and think, it was probably the worst penalty I've ever seen given, if I'm honest. Gutted. What about you, Steve? Um, I personally thought that a draw was a fair result um, over the whole game. Obviously, how they got their equaliser was just absolute crap. I mean, there's no way it was a penalty. I think he actually dived the other way that he would have gone if he had have been pulled. Yeah. You know, but... There was four or five occasions during the game, every time they um, let the ball get away from them, they dived and the referee resisted it. I thought by and large, the ref had an okay game. I thought he resisted it and I thought he'd resisted that one. And then five, six, seven seconds after the event, he blows his whistle. I just, I couldn't believe it. It was crap, but I thought... A draw probably was fair, but absolutely not the way it happened. Yeah, it wasn't fair because it was five minutes to go. You know, that's why yeah. it wasn't fair. We'd done enough to see that game out. And without that incident, they, they wouldn't have got that little push on at the end. And I think we'd have kept it at 1-0. And, you know, it's all the players and, and the manager themselves rightly are angry about the whole situation. And so they should. You know, the, the referee is not accountable. And that's the saddest thing there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they... Um were going to cause us massive, massive problems. Uh, you know, like Sheffield United, they, they were going to sort of throw it into the box and see what happened. But, you know, I know they hit the outside of the post on, on one earlier on in the game, but I don't, I, I think we would have seen it out definitely. Yeah, and it would have been another 1-0 win. But, mm. you know, uh, I feel in the last few weeks with Sheffield United dropping points and Borough dropping points, and I kind of got into a stage of thinking... 
I'm kind of like dreaming a bit of automatic promotion. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, why not dream if we're in that position and we're grinding out these one nils? And I think that's why I was so gutted the other day because it's kind of like, ah, uh, it's there was such a, a there disappointment was a, there was a and an opportunity. To, yeah, yeah, an absolute chance to close that gap. And, and that's the point, isn't it? Because actually, when you look at the month as a whole, not a bad, or, or the week as a whole, in fact, not oh, a bad week. seven points from Yeah, them. and you know, if we'd have drawn at Chef U and beaten the Sunderland, we'd have been sort of well happy. So... You know. Yeah, I've been I've been stealing myself and not allowing myself to believe about the automatic and that. But if we'd have got that one nil win, then that would have really put the cat amongst the pigeons. And I, I was starting to just have the odd little thought. So uh, there they go. As soon, as soon as you dare to dream, it gets pushed <laughs> away from you. Well, the thing is now, Sheffield United are going to have another game weekend in the FA Cup semi finals. So. Who yeah. knows? If we can just keep getting some wins together, who knows what can happen still. Um, let's get into some three-word reviews of the weekend. Mark says seven-point week. Richard says a fair result. Michael, two points stolen. Lou says hard to beat. Chris, gutted but proud. Uh, Nick says need more goals. John says not a penalty. And, and someone's about the ref as well. But um, we kind of touched on it. A draw, maybe. A fair result. I mean, we had one good chance before taking the lead, which we, we couldn't quite take. But... Yeah, going into this game, it's always a tough place to go, isn't it, Sunderland? And I know in the preview podcast, Dave, you know, they've not been at it recently. They're maybe a little bit disappointed with how the striker situation's worked out for them this season. But yeah, they, sh- they shouldn't be disappointed about how it's gone for them. You know, first season up, you know, they, sh- they should be pleased about how it's gone for them, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, if they had have won, then they'd have been still right in it. So they shouldn't be disappointed. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a fair result, to be honest with you. And, by and large, the ref wasn't conned by their bloody diving. So it just makes it even more galling that the one time he did let himself get duped was in the 85th bloody minute. Yeah. I think on the, on the preview pod, you know, it was clear that Sunderland probably could have done better the rest of the season if they had that regular striker in. Um, so it's a bit hit and miss. They're quite happy to be there um, and they, they can see themselves pushing on. But, you know, they're going to consolidate their position. The game itself, I mean, everyone says it's a fair result, but we're saying that because, you know, that's what we got. I think we could have won it. I really think we should have won it. Yeah, but it's not that we could have or shouldn't have won it. It's, you, if you look at the game as a whole... Uh, I'm using my know. rose-tinted specs and I want us to win every week. That's what I'm saying to you. And quite frankly, I think we did enough to win it. I think we did enough to win it. And I think, we, like we said, I think we've been conned out of it. You know, and, you know... you. He'd have probably won Olympic gold for a dive there, wouldn't he? It was it was that bad. I said this on... Oh, we, were, we were definitely conned out of it, absolutely. There's no two ways about it. Um, I just feel maybe over the whole game, a draw was probably fair. Look, I don't dislike Sunderland. I've said that to, on the preview. I don't dislike them, you know. But I can't take the... I can't... It was almost like a defeat, I think. That's how I felt about it at the time. Anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, I said this at the weekend that we are very good at, at the moment grinding out results and grinding out one nils. And I think I mentioned like, I can just imagine Sunderland fans watching us play going, how are these look fourth? You know, they're all forward. But then you think we've had that from every single team we've like beaten this year in, a, in like a ground out one nil away win. But we, we're kind of doing the things right away from home. You have to do to get a result. And a one all draw where Sunderland is, is still a good result. 
There is that. Yeah. And, and, and there is always the comment from their managers if they ever make a nice comment about us. But they always say, oh, Luton are very direct. But, we, you know, we play the game to our strengths. And I can't say that we're direct all the time. They, you know, they insinuate that all we do is lump the ball up to the front two. And that's it, you know. Well, I would say direct doesn't always just mean like lump the ball up. Yeah, I know, but the way they were saying direct to our, our, you know, our two tall, tall strikers at the front, and and you know, sometimes the way supporters just go, there isn't much there. But I don't think that's true. I think we're playing some exciting football right now. Yeah, when when you see us um, attacking, it is fast. You know, but we, you know, we were talking about it Saturday and uh, you've stolen a lot of my thunder there, Dave, but I don't want the credit <laughs> for it. Um, but you seldom see us bypass midfield. You know, I know Luke said uh, being direct doesn't always mean lumping it upfield, but we are still going through the phases, but we're doing it quickly and efficiently. You know, there's a real end product to it. So, and I think that, we are being misscouted. I think maybe some clubs are being lazy in their preparation and just going along with the cliches that they've heard for the last two years. And as a result of that, when they're facing us, they're coming unstuck because it's not what they've been led to believe is going on. I'll take that. Any day of the week, if they don't do it right, I don't care as long as we, yeah. we get the points. And, you know, it's still it's still been a brilliant season, isn't it? Wonderful. You know. Um, the goal that gave us the lead. I've seen a few Sunderland fans on social media comment about the position this was taken. They're, a lot of them have said, oh, well, yeah, we got a penalty for a dive, but yeah, you, you shouldn't have had your free kick there. But I've seen the screenshots and it's it's like five yards, not even five yards, it's like a few yards to the left of where Adebayo was fouled. So honestly, number one, don't get that point. But Well, that, know, point, that point is just um, defending their own player for making a big dive, isn't it? That's what that is. Um the referee and the linesman were happy where it was taken from. But you don't score from that position you took the free kick from that was just well worked. If it had been five yards back, they'd have still done the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that they shifted the angle anyway. So it's, you know, I think it nullifies that argument, to be honest with you. I know, do you know what? There was a couple of free kicks in the game and I said, well, how comes he's taking it from there? And, and from, from Sunderland's point of view, there was one where the referee did mark with his magic spray and then they moved the ball back three feet. You know, that becomes an advantage. You know, yeah. so yeah, I don't go with that. that, that they, you know, I've heard them say, "Oh, that's karma because you did that," but the two things don't match up. It was a well-worked free kick as well, weren't it? And um, <coughs> Doughty and Drame did brilliantly to to link up to get that shot away. And look, you got to take your luck in in these situations. And I want to say it's about time we had some luck, but I feel like we still deserve a lot more luck. But it did kind of trickle under the keeper, and, and it was it was a bit of luck, but well-worked free kick routine. Thought cracking goal myself. It might have gone under someone's legs, but you know, goals a goal, and it went in, and we and we and the, and the move to do it was 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 brilliant, you know, and we the hope was there that we could push on from that. Good, I think it was a fairly good strike, and uh, yeah, so you take your luck. I'll take it every day of the week. Yeah, um, we didn't really have many more chances after that, though, did we? And it seems to be a bit of a theme in recent weeks. These one nils, and for us fans, it's never. Easy watching, is it? Because you no. you kind of want to, especially like that Bristol City game midweek. It got to that stage where we could have scored so many in that first half. That in the second half, you're thinking, "Oh, please don't come back to bite us." But um, they're not making it easy for us fans, are they? These one nils at the moment, Steve. 
It's, it's, it's excruciating. I mean, I've commented on it sort of in the previous couple of weeks and it really is not doing my health any good. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I sort of suggested the Bristol City one, there wasn't going to be an awful lot of goals, but then I I sort of contradicted myself by saying that could be the time when we sort of unleash fury and um, sort of tear up a new one, but it wasn't to be. But yeah, it just makes it hard work. I mean, Saturday, I was actually more nervous once we were 1-0 up. At 0-0, I was sort of moderately in control, but 1-0, I turned into the nervous wreck that I tend to be, I'm afraid. I don't I don't think, looking back, that um, I thought Sunderland were going to score. I didn't think they were going to score. You know, they made that, that quadruple substitution or whatever it was. Was it four and one hit? And um, I still didn't think they were going to score, you know. And, and then after the penalty incident, they looked like they could have scored more because they were buoyed by the crowd and they was buoyed by the getting the one all against the top yeah. against a top championship side that we are. Um so at that point, you know, I just thought we was going to see out a 1-0. You know, it was getting to that point where we we're going to see out the 1-0 and then disaster. Yeah. Um before moving on to talking about the penalty and referees and stuff because I think that is today's main focus producer Jacob put up a really good tweet the other day. Um the draw does keep us in fourth position. It's we're seven points now in front of Norwich in seventh, and it, I mean it could have been nine, but we take the seven, don't we? But um, having that international break now is probably come at a good time. I think Rob Edwards said in his post match the other day, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for everyone just to kind of get ready for the the next big one. Well, there is that, of course, and you know we, we're hoping that they do get ready really good for the next one. Um, I think the international breaks come at the right time for us totally right of time for us uh, I, I just can't get over the disappointment of of um of the, of the way that we didn't get three points but the bigger picture is that we're further away from the team in seventh yeah yeah i mean i think it's you know when you're looking around the teams around you and you, you think oh right well they've lost or they've dropped points and you think oh that's good it's more difficult to be happy with other results when you're pushing at the top of the league like we are. So, you know, we we didn't lose any ground as a result of that. So, you know, you could almost say we, we didn't get away with it, but some of the results were kind. You know, we're never going to get it where all the teams around us all drop points, you know, because it's the top of the league. So if two or three or whatever happened, which is what did happen at the weekend, then you just got to say, job done. That's great. Let's move on. Yeah, and it's like Millwolvesley lost against Huddersfield. And sorry, by the way, about the dog barking in the background at the moment. He's he's here and next door neighbours dog go mad. So um, yeah, Millwall dropping points again at home. So you know, it's, it, you look at it as a point gained over Millwall, and yeah, it's it's I know, it's just getting to that stage of season where I'm just nervous for every game now, but I'm excited for every game. Um, I think we get greedy as well, don't we? You know, we we want the three or four nil every week, and we want every team around us to lose. And you know, unfortunately, that's not reality. Never going to always happen, is it? Um, the referee focus today. Look, let's talk about the penalty that was given. Yeah, let's let's talk um, about it again. The, yeah. the angle that was posted on Twitter from at Luton Town fans from that vlog. Um, sorry, I can't remember who vlogged, so I can't give credit for that, but. The angle that shows of the player diving, like you said, Steve, he, he like dives in a different direction. It, yeah. I mean, how has he, he got away with that? How has he got a penalty um, for that? Well, I mean, you can see that, you know, Bell has got his arm. I'm not saying that he's holding him, but he's got his arm in sort of the general direction of the striker. Um, 
But I had actually, I said to you guys, I said, well done. He hasn't bought it. You know, it was a good five, six seconds after the event. And I said, brilliant. He, he hasn't been conned again. And then all of a sudden, whistle, penalty. You know, he looked at the linesman. The linesman's given it. The linesman was in a worse position than the referee because he would have been the blind side of what had happened. So it was even more ridiculous that the referee ignored what he saw from a good angle and took took advice from the linesman who the tackle would have been the other side of those players. So, yeah, I mean, as I say, he resisted the, the temptation. Every time the ball got away from him, they bloody dived. There was four or five occasions and he didn't, didn't uh, get bought on any of them except that one. And, yeah, that's where it was really, really annoying. I think also you have to... We, we, our, our team always says that our crowd, even as small as it is at Kenilworth Road, can actually make a difference. And you can't say that 34,000 people shouting for a penalty at that point. Um, probably, this, don't forget this was this guy's first game in the championship as well. Yeah, yeah. He, why is that? Why was he given first game at that level, such an important game for both teams, you know, because Sunderland have still got absolutely loads to play for. Why was he given such a high-profile game? It just doesn't make well, sense. Well, because the FA obviously thought he was good enough. Um, if they reflect on that game when when they have to assess him, I hope the assessor in the sand's going, what are we doing? You know, mm. because it for me, it's a blatant dive. It's a booking for the dive, totally. I mean... When you just watch it back, it just it's an incredible fall over. Yeah. I, and then if you if you look at the history of the player, he's known for it. So, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, he conned the referee. And you know, there has been a player in the past that's been absolutely done mm. post that for for feigning free kicks and things and trying to to con the referee. I'm not saying go that far, but there comes a point at which you have to review things like this post match and deal with them and stop it happening. It was. It wasn't a penalty. It was given, and it was given for the wrong reasons. You're right, Steve. The the, the referee had a bang on view of it, an absolute yeah. bang on view of it, and it does look so much worse from behind the goal. It does beg yeah. the question as well. Look, we've spoken about VAR so many times on this podcast in the four years it's been going, but I'm even thinking in in this situation. This, I'd, I'd like to think in the Premier League this would be overturned and the ref would go up to the monitor and look at it. But I genuinely believe that ref would have gone up to that monitor and just agreed with his own decision and, and, and kept it. I don't know. I just I feel like VAR maybe wouldn't have helped us the other day. But is it time to get VAR in the championship? Is it finally time just to go? There's been so many poor decisions this season and I've seen so many clubs complain about decisions. Is it finally time to get VAR in the championship? But there's there's always the opinion that there's been a lot of VAR decisions that are, have been looked at and gone well. I don't agree with that. So it depends what referee standard you have on on the end of the on the video technology, doesn't it? You know, um, can we all afford it? Can all the clubs afford it? Probably. Do we really want it? I don't know. I I really don't see many games with VAR in. Obviously, uh, obviously on on the TV, but live I don't see it. I don't know how it feels that often. If if a decision goes for or against you, do you celebrate goals twice? I think it takes a spontaneity out of football. But, you know, we're only saying, should we have VAR? Because um, we had a decision go against us. If we'd have been Sunderland fans, we'd go, we don't want VAR, do we? You know, it's, I think, you know, that's football. It's controversial. That's what I look at it. That's, how I, that's what I like about it to a point. Um, really, though? Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I think we had a big injustice on Saturday. I've seen 
the opposite of that happened to us. I've seen us get a penalty in the past and gone, oh, actually, I didn't think that was really a pen. Um, but there will be a time where there'll be so many post-Premier League teams in the Championship that they'll insist on it because the prize is too big. The prize, the money is too much and too big to miss out on because of a decision like we had on Saturday. And that's the thing as well, and we'll come to you in a sec, Steve, but like, if, say we... Say we finished a point behind Sheffield United in second at the end of the season. We look back at that potential penalty decision. I know a lot can change and everything, yeah. but imagine we finished a point behind them and it was that opportunity there if we didn't get that penalty given that we would have got automatic promotion and that's cost us. You just kind of or, think... It, or the offside goal against Millwall or, you know, some of those things, you know. Yeah. That, that, uh, Saturday would certainly be one of the... Um, examples that would immediately come to your mind. I mean, obviously over a season, there's a few, maybe either way. But, you know, we, we've had so many sort of penalty shouts. You know, Clark got his foot kicked off a few weeks ago in the penalty area. And, you know, but Saturday would definitely be one that you immediately think about and think, Christ, we got done there. Would VAR got involved in um, the Lockyer incident against Sheffield? The punch in the back of the head. Would that have, would that have picked that up? Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, it it must have done. Um, so I, th- I think it, that would have worked then. I mean, I, I said earlier, you know, you can see on the angle, you can see that Bell, he, his arm is sort of out. I'm not saying that he's pushing him at all or anything, because because he wasn't. But on that basis, the fact that his arm was out a little bit, VAR might say, well, that is close enough for us to say that it wasn't an, an obvious error from the referee. And probably wouldn't have overturned it anyway. Yeah. Come on. The, the way that literally he chucked himself to the floor at the I'm, opposite angle. Yeah, Dave, I know, mate. He's but, just cheating. You know, you, you've, you've seen that even with uh, the top level of the Premier League, they've completely ballsed it up when they've had sort of two or three minutes to look at it. So we can't be naive to think that they wouldn't make even bigger mistakes uh, if it goes goes down the pyramid a bit. I, you know, I just think that they may look at that and think there wasn't an, an obvious error by the ref and I reckon they may have may have left it. Yeah. Scandal how it was. That's... So, but so with VAR, that's the other thing, isn't it? It depends who is officiating in there. And if, if they're having Premier League officials doing Premier League and then you get the same level of refereeing behind the camera that you get on the championship games or the League One games or whatever, then that's going to make a difference too. So we're moaning about a new ref in the championship who we feel made a right error and then you could have the same level of referee on the TVs. But I think for me personally, and I know loads of Luton fans will not agree with this, but I would rather at least have that review process after that penalty that they can at least... Because once he's given it, that's it. He's not. He's never changing his mind again. He can go and speak to the Lionel. He's not changing his mind, is he? The players can complain all they want. At least mm. there's like a VAR review for that moment. Yeah, it might take two minutes or whatever. And then if he still comes out of that and you go, well, it's still wrong, but yeah, you know, you had the opportunity for the review. <laughs> it needs a lot of work, VAR, obviously. It really yeah, does but, need a lot of work, but... Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's still down to someone's interpretation of what's happened and like it or not, whenever there's human intervention, there is um, scope for mistakes to be made. VAR will come eventually into this division. That was deep, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but VAR will definitely come into this league at some point. 
Because the stakes are too high. Well, if we get to the Championship playoff final, there's going to be a VAR. So yeah, but it was like the year that we was in the FA Cup. You know, Newcastle had VAR, but they didn't. They weren't allowed to. They didn't use it. Yeah, because it wasn't on the telly. I'm a sec, I'm a thinking, and you know, we had. A, I think we had a really good goal ruled out, but it's not fair because there were some games that do have it. So have it for everyone or no one. So everyone in this division has it, um, or no one has it, and did not. In the FA Cup the other night, Sheffield United versus Blackburn, did they not have it there? I think they did. No, no, no. Don't, don't think so, Dave. I mean, just very quickly talking about the FA Cup, how can you have a competition where there are different rules based on the ground and what league they're in, i.e. VAR at some and not at others? How can you, you know, could you possibly devalue the, the tournament anymore by having different rules like that? It's ridiculous. But the, the, There you go. So... If we get it in the championship, then then League One and League Two want it. You know, they can't afford it. You know, and at what point do you say, okay, we don't have it anymore? You know, if it's there and they want to use it, who makes that decision in the FA Cup? It's weird. I, I don't know. I, I until it. I reckon when we get to Power Court, clearly we'll be on the up even more, and um, it will be there, and we'll get used to it. You know, and the other thing that really, and I know again, Luke, you've said to me in the past, it hasn't really bothered you. But you're a paying customer in that stadium. You paid whatever amount you paid to get in, 30, 40, 50 quid, whatever you're paying to get into a game. And then VAR comes up and all you see is a little thing going, VAR. But you don't see the replay of what they're looking at like they do in the rugby. You know, you don't, you don't hear what the referee's questioning. You don't know what they're looking at, possible offside. Right? It'd be better to say, was, this, you know, was so-and-so in the wrong position or was it handball or... This is what I think it's a goal, but I need you to check this bit like they do in rugby. Maybe it would work better. But at the moment, I think as a, as a paying customer, you sit there and you go, oh, possible this, possible that. Do you? Th- I honestly don't think you do. I do. That's what no, I'm it watching. It must just be you. No, because when you're sitting at home, when you're sitting at home, watch it on the television, you see all the replays, you see them stopping, you see the lines, and you can see everything happening as it's happening. When I've been at Brentford Games this season and... Brentford have scored a goal. That Liverpool game, for example, and I think they had two goals disallowed and it just come up on the big screen checking possible offside. You just sit there and you just wait. It's like, I don't care who... They're clearly someone's offside in the build-up. For me, it's not a problem that... So why don't they show it? Well, they show you after... Why don't they show it while made. they're doing it? Because, you know, know, do you know that when you watch... It, if you watch rugby and we're checking for a possible try, then the referee goes over and says, I need you to check... Did he down it? Did he have control when he downs it? They show the replays and the crowd know it's a try. They can see it's a try. They can see it's done. And they start cheering before the ref gives the decision because they know it's right. If you're at a football match, what you see is just a screen that says, oh, we're checking it. You can't see to what extent they're checking it. You can't see what angles they're checking it from. And for me, as a paying customer, if you're watching it on the television at home and you can see it, then why can't I? That's how I look at it. But, well, look, but no, but when we're in the Premier League in a couple of seasons' time, who knows? Or maybe next season, I might love it. No, we'll see. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like uh, Luke. Does not like my view on VAR, but there you go. I just feel like everyone needs to be a bit more open-minded to it because it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. That's what I'd say. Um, yeah. Another question we put out there is like, how can this change? Is it time? for refs to be interviewed post-match to clarify their decision-making? I don't know about instantly afterwards, because, you know, like players and managers are 
excited, maybe not in control of their emotions. Maybe referees, are, maybe their heads are a bit frazzled straight after the game as well. You know, I think that they, they should be given, you know, a, a period of time to reflect, but then they have to be accountable. How can they not be accountable when they're affecting the outcome of games that could cost millions and millions and millions? They have to be accountable. And, you know, and it just could be that penalty where he balls up the weekend, if he was to explain why and how he got to that decision, you know, people might think, oh, OK, you're wrong, but I can see where you're coming from. And it might take the sting out of uh, the confrontation a little bit. I was going to say, if, say, that referee come out from the weekend and apologise and said, look, I've watched it back. I've got it completely wrong at the time. I thought he pulled him down. Um, I was 100% convinced it was a penalty. Would that soften the blow for you, Dave? Would you be sitting there thinking? I'd be thinking, well, at least he's as stupid as I thought he was, I think. I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think, would it have softened the blow? No, not really, because I think it was so blatantly wrong, it was unbelievable. But I think I need to know how uh, the referee thinks, really. Mm. I, you know, I spoke to my lino, I felt, and we felt this has happened. Yeah, that would make a difference, wouldn't it? That would make a big yeah, difference. We don't want apologies. We just no, want but, you know, but there's the point, isn't it? Because they make so many different decisions. that they, and They're only human. They're bound to get some wrong. But this one was a clinical one. But it would be nice to know, you know, what went through their minds at, at specific times of a game. So why not? Why not? Either, you know, because if they've refereed really well, they could come out and say, yeah, look, we did this really brilliantly. Yeah, you know, so yeah. there are some, the, the best referees are the ones you don't really notice. They're the best ones. Yeah. Um, some comments from you on social media about this subject. Uh, JP, he says, as much as I'm furious about some recent costly decisions against us, I utterly loathe VAR and would hate its further use through the leagues. Hopefully, We'll get some decisions in our favour soon to address the balance. Well, he sounds a bit like me, doesn't he? But, you know, if we get promoted, it's there, isn't it? <laughs> Just uh, the balance thing, it, it never balanced. Everyone goes, oh, it balances out. Well, if it needs to balance out for the rest of the season, we're due a lot of penalties in these remaining eight games. So, uh, and can we have five of them uh, on our next one, please? <laughs> yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, Richard says the real debate should be how do we make the standard of officials better could referees be interviewed after a game what we mentioned could they be mic'd up during a game um, Saturday there was a long pause before decision why could the fourth official be allowed to lease with the ref about infield decisions well you know, when talking about liaising with the ref like that um, with the fourth official you know the fourth official doesn't do much else does he but he has a screen next to him he'd have probably watched that back two or three times but he's not allowed to use it right so, um, and I think, how do, how do you make standard officials better? Because let's be honest, they still got to work through their own pyramid of refereeing to get where they want to be. And, you know, and, and let's be fair to referees. It's a hard job. It literally is a hard job. They get paid next to nothing compared to the players, especially at the top level. So what can you do more to help them get better? The problem is we all, we all in our crowd, we're all referees. We're all referees, but we're all partisan for our own team. And I think that's the issue. I don't know what you can do to make them any better. And, and at what point do you say you're going to move up a league? And then how do you monitor that? And what games do you, do you put them on the lower table? Every game is, is hard. So, you know, I have so, oh, you know, I'm saying it now. I have some sympathy for Saturday's referee because he was put in the deep end. Um, I don't think he didn't cope with it. I don't think he wasn't capable of it. 
I just feel he got a major decision wrong. But how can you? How can we change the standard officials? I can't think of any other way, apart from putting him in that place and then assessing him like they assess him, right? What else can I do? Mic'd up, I think, would be a disaster. I think the language would be bleeped every 10 seconds. I think it would be awful because mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough respect for referees in, in football. Again, you can use rugby as, as, the, as the comparison. Yeah. I don't think there's enough respect from players. Um, Neil says, if it means we get horrendous decision, I always struggle with reading the word decision. Well, you just done it. Always. If it means we get a horrendous decision overturned, then the sooner VAR is in the championship, the better. Uh, Dave says VAR wouldn't help, unfortunately. It's there to help influence the results. I've seen in the Premier League that it isn't doing what it is claimed to be doing. Um, for example, Pope v Wolves last Sunday. So I don't know if you guys saw the the Pope foul on Jimenez, I think it was, in last weekend, Super Sunday. It was the most blatant penalty you've ever seen. They go to the morning and look at it and, and just don't give a penalty. But then this goes to my point again, what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, he, without VAR, he wouldn't have given the penalty anyway as well. So it's kind of like nothing's lost there. Yeah, it should have been a pen. Do you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Kind yeah, of thing. That, it's like they that, still went through that review process and yeah, it should that, have been given. Well, that makes the interpretation of the laws of the game there have not been done correctly, have they? You know? Um, take the handball the other day uh, in the FA Cup the Fulham guy on the on the line it gets sent off for the ball sort of he didn't do it deliberately it just hit his hand you know challenge uh, no I don't I don't agree with you Steve so you don't have to challenge that all I'm trying to say is it's interpretation isn't it you've got a different one than I have yeah. and, it, and it depends on the day who's sitting behind that TV monitor looking at it and interpreting the laws of the game to see whether or not, you know, like microsecond, micromillimetres offside does my head in, literally does my head in. That's what I said earlier though, Dave, it is down to a person's interpretation of what's gone on and people see things differently. So you're going to get, you're not going to get that consistency because we're not robots. True. The um, VAR in, was it the World Cup with the new technology, which was super quick. It's no drawing lines. It's all the... It's the automated system and it brings up the 3D model. It brings it side on and it, it does show you. And yeah, it could be that close. A toenail. It could be, but... Come on. In the way it worked in the World Cup, I thought it worked brilliantly, to be honest. And I know there was um, talk about the first goal with the World Cup, wasn't it? Where the, the ball, I think it was um, Ena Valencia for Ecuador against Qatar. And... Everyone's going, how on earth is that offside? But when they actually show that the 3D model, it proves it perfectly. I feel like that's a good way we can go forward, especially with offside decisions with did, VAR. Did the ball have a microchip in it? I think, I think it does, yeah. Because that's the other issue, isn't it? Because you're only offside from the moment your person strikes the ball towards you. And if they get the framing wrong, then that frame could be a toenail before or a toenail after. You know, So I don't know. That maybe, the, maybe the laws that need to be changed slightly to keep the game flowing a bit more in them situations. As you can tell, everyone, I'm very pro-VAR. I just don't mind yeah. it. I just don't well, mind it. You know, you can, you can have your thoughts. Us old people, <laughs> the middle-aged guy it's there in the middle. You're so young, Luke. That's why, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I just think sometimes, I'll take that. I, as, as an older supporter, I just, I just, I'm up for change, but this one I'm, I don't like. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about I just it. Just don't get why. No, I, well, I don't. I just, 
I don't like that sometimes, if it's going to take you two or three minutes to check a decision, then don't check it. That's how I look at it. If it's taken that long, and I'm not going to talk about clear and obvious because I know some people will go off on that because it's not that, you know. But if it's going to take so long to make a decision, you're micromanaging a football match. You're micromanaging it and it gets to the point where I just... If they would have taken five minutes to prove the guy dived on the weekend and that meant we won 1-0... Are you saying you wouldn't have been happy with that? Would you have been sat there going, well, now my day's no, ruined because we had to wait five minutes for the penalty? You'd have been no, buzzing. Because, because that, that, that answer would have been done in, in like 30 seconds. So, and it's yeah. like the Millwall one when they're offside goal. Imagine we won that game 2-1 and they took six minutes to check that offside goal. You'd still be sitting there going, I don't care anymore, we won. Oh, look. Okay, listen, I'm, go- I'm going to say this. If also, if you're waiting for the when, just go get a beer or something whilst you're waiting if it's that long. When... Um, when we get promoted this season, we'll all have it for next season, won't we? Well, um, before we wrap up today, next five games, let's just talk about the next one game because it's an opportunity, Steve, to get revenge on them for the terrible outcome of the last game, which yeah, we weren't best pleased with. I don't think anyone was best pleased with. So it's an opportunity to get, uh, just, I don't know, just prove that we are capable of, of beating them. Yeah. It was a massive, massive anti-climax. I've, you know, I've been telling my grandson all week about what the fixture meant, what it would be like, what, you know, the, the whole event, you know, the, the police, the fans, the, the game, the intensity. And it just, it was none of that. I mean, the, the first goal absolutely killed us. But yeah, I mean, we, we didn't turn up. Um, we made some catastrophic individual mistakes and, you know, it's probably the only time that they've been up for a game this season, the Yellow Bellies. It, it was a massive, massive disappointment. You know, my grandson was, what's, what's going on? You know, this isn't what you said it was going to be like. So we really have got a point to prove. But when um, there was no uh, fans at the grounds, we lost uh, 1-0 there. Uh, and they scored with, it was an own goal uh, scored by us when their shot was off target. And uh, Nathan Jones said then it was like there was only a few people there that realised what an important game this was. But do you remember how we turned up for the home game? You know, uh, I mean, we were on them from the moment we left the bloody uh, dressing room. And, you know, the, the, the pace and the relentless pressure and attack that we put them under for the whole game. Uh, and then, you know, Adebayo, that was a phenomenal effort to, you know, to get the ball. I know he, he got absolutely clattered and that, but you, he wanted it. He absolutely belted uh, after the ball. And then Collins, you know, what a pair of balls, you know, to come on <laughs> and put it away. But the whole game, we were on them. Yeah. And I think, I think that is what they're going to have to do again to make up for what was a, a shocking, shocking day. The one thing that scares me about playing them is, I know we said this before we played them last time, if you take off your, if you just look at it as like a neutral point of view as Watford and you you take away the rivalry, they do have some talented players. Yeah, they do. It doesn't have to be, they don't have to be on it. They could get one chance and and you look at Jal Pedro, he's going to probably go for 30, 40 million in a transfer window. He can take a chance and you just think, please, can we just be on it? Can they have another off day and can we just get the result? I'm really excited for it, but I am going to be incredibly... I don't think I'll be able to take it if we go 1-0 yeah. up or 1-0 down or oh, it's going to be 
I think um, I think the, really, what, the, the sum of the parts is where we're going to win it because if we play as the team and unit that we are, I don't think Watford have got that togetherness, that unit. I don't think that they're built that way. And I think if we are on it as a team, as a unit, I think that we overcome them. I think we need to put in the best performance we've had at home this season because our home form has been pretty up and down, hasn't it? I mean, we haven't lost many, but, you know, it's not been... It's, it's improved under Robbie yeah. Edwards, but before but, that, it was pretty hit and miss. Listen, I know for a fact that the fans um, know that the team knew that they didn't perform well at Vicarage Road. I know that they all want to win, and I just hope we have, the, we have that great performance. And we haven't had that big... Big win at home yet, have we? It would be lovely to have it. But Four or five nil. Yeah, but, Please, but, but you can't, you know, you, you literally can't say that, you know, I can't say it out loud, but I'm going to, Watford aren't a bad team. We're 11 points in front of them, I think, at the moment, aren't we? I think we're about that. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, you know, we're fourth. And um, why shouldn't we be positive? So I'm hoping that we come out, we start, we start real quick, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a couple of quick goals to settle our nerves. Cool. Um, that's all we got time for today, uh, Dave. You wanted to mention, oh yeah, you our know, good friend Mark. Yeah, Mark uh, Crowther, as you know, last season um, cycled to every Luton Town away game, and he's doing another fundraiser this year, which is amazing. Which probably tell you more about next time. But if you're interested on how that went for him, is he's just released a book. It's on Amazon. Uh, go on there, just type in Mad Hat and Mark Crowther. Uh, there's a Ford by Mick Harvard on it. And uh, try and support his charity that way as well. We'll get producer Jacob to get up a little link on social, so go do that, Owen the Town. Um, thanks, Steve, for joining us. Dave, thank you for joining yeah. us. Um, we might be around next week to do a, a special podcast, but we'll see nearer the time. Uh, so thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.